This episode of Bomber Breakdown, dedicated to Liam Hendricks. We wish you the best in your recovery. Get well soon. another episode of Bomba Breakdown. I think we all know why we're here. I uh, I don't think much introduction is needed ever since we made this signing. I have Dude, virtually no so production. It. Twins got him. They got their guy. They got him! Joey Gallo! Oh yeah, baby. $11 million dollars. Max, this is a season, off-season changing type of player. I mean, we were thinking, like, are the Twins going to make this off-season work out? Like, and they went out and they got Joey Gallo, dude. That is a game-changing move. I mean, you really – there wasn't a bigger sign we made this off-season. Gallo, my man. I mean, he, he struggled a bit last year, as everybody does. You know, somebody – you got to struggle sometime. This year, he's coming back. He's making a, he's making a difference, man. Screw Max Kepler. Get off of the field. Joey Gallo's in town. Nothing else to it. And now we're out of things to talk about for the episode. Um, yeah, I think that'll, that'll do it for this episode of Bomba Breakdown. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at Bomba underscore Breakdown. That's B-O. Oh, Max. I just remember another signing we made. We should talk about it real quick before we go. They signed this guy, Carlos Correa, I think it was. I thought it was Coy. Carlos Coy. Carlos Coy. Now we're kidding, guys. The Twins today, right around noon central time, signed Carlos Correa to a six-year, $200 million deal pending a physical, which are important words, if, as any of you who have been following the Carlos Correa saga well know. But, Matt, they got the guy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we can win an Oscar for that, I, I'd say. <laughs> um, you totally believe us, but... Uh, no, for real. Uh, dude, this is this is massive. I, I've had, like, a smile on my face all day. I remember uh, school lunch today was – it was abysmal. It's fine, you know, whatever. But I, I just didn't notice it. Like, I munched it down, and I, I was, like, enjoying it. I don't think I was tasting it, really. I was just, like, shoving it into my mouth, and all my friends were like, huh, this is kind of the most disgusting thing ever, and you're just eating it. Um, but – Overall, I mean, I was I was sitting in sitting in class and I just kind of went numb. Uh, if the teacher would have called on me, I'm screwed. I, there's no way I'm doing anything because I I got a text from you and it, it said it said OMG no way, and I saw it said Jeff Jeff Pass and I was like, dude, it's got to be like a fake account. It's got to be like a the Twins have signed McCutcheon or like whatever. But they got him. They did. They made it happen. Max, this was like I can't say it came out of nowhere because there was one report last night that talks. Twins, Twins of Career Accelerated, but for so long I've been reading, I mean let's go back to the beginning of the saga, I don't know we talked about, we recorded since he initially signed with the Giants, but then the Giants backed out of the deal because of problems with Carlos Correa's ankle they'd seen in some, uh, in his physical, um, when he was 18-ish, he had ankle surgery, um, had a plate inserted, and they're worried about how that's going to affect him long term, so they turned it down the Mets signed him to a 10-year, $315 million deal, which was still $40 million more than the Twins were willing to offer at that point. And then for the last three weeks, Carlos Cray has been in limbo as a half-Met without the deal being finalized. The Mets are into problems this physical. And I kept seeing things that the Mets were going to work it out, and I honestly believe they would because their owner, Steve Cohen, is one of the 50 richest people in the world. And all offseason strategy has just been, if there's a problem, throw money at it, and the problem will go away. And yet, Cohen got scared off, and he wouldn't, Go more than 175, and the Twins stepped in at the last minute and offered 200. And even last night, I saw a report. We both saw a couple tweets from different reporters saying that a source saying that the Twins were out on Carlos Correa. And we were like, I mean, I'm going to wait until one of the other guys says it, until one of like, the bigger reporters says it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird they'd be out unless the Mets have a deal with him. Like, we were really confused. And then an hour later, there's a report from Ken Rosenthal and Dan Hayes, who are Dan Hayes, one of the top Twins beat writers, and Ken Rosenthal's. One of the national news guys, it's him and Jeff Pass with most of the news. And they said the Twins talks with Carlos Correa were accelerating. And we're like, I don't know what to leave. And Max, I told you, like, I'm going to pretend none of this is happening because 
moves the Twins only happen when we don't believe they're going to happen. So I was still assuming he was going to be a Met. And I went to bed last night, assuming he was going to be a Met. Woke up this morning, assuming he was going to be a Met. And I'm getting in the car to go to school. And I see a tweet from Aaron Gleam. He's a Twins beat reporter, one of my favorites. And he says, it's happening or something along those lines. And I was like, wait a second. I looked at the next the notification I had from Twitter. And it was Jeff Pass. And the Twins are in a six-year, $200 million deal with Carlos Correa. And I just like, I lost my mind. I was like, there's no way this is real. For, we've been dragged through so much to get to this point, Max. But it happened. We signed Carlos Correa. It's I'm I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna cry. This is crazy. I I don't really know what to think. I mean, at first I'm gonna I'm gonna like not a reality check, but I'm gonna come back down to earth just a bit because I feel like I need to compose myself before I scream. Um Carlos Correa, I feel I I feel bad for the I feel for the guy. I mean He's he's happy here. Don't don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm trying to suggest at all. But um, I mean, imagine having two contracts like that fall through on something that you can't control. What is he supposed to do about it now? I mean, he had this surgery when he was like 18. Um, I mean, like ever since he goes through an airport, I mean, he's got like like airport security will go off or whatever. He's got like a metal plate in his leg or whatever. I don't even know. Point is. I, I feel bad for him. There's nothing they can do about it now. It happened, and he he has not had one injury as a result of that leg. And he has been affected because, you know, we were just talking about this before the episode with, like, stealing bags and stuff. But nothing has been affected, and and now he just – his contract got affected big time. It's six years um, at, at least instead of, like, 12 guaranteed. But I think uh, Scott Boris as an agent, you know – probably the most well-known and probably the you know best agent out there right now. But um, I remember he signed the uh, – he's – when J.D. Martinez signed that big contract with the Red Sox, he also had injury problems, and it was a bunch of guaranteed time for, uh, for Martinez. And he wanted a contract like that, but the Mets, after their – so they had a 13, 12-year deal. They were only willing to pay for six of it, and the Twins were willing to offer more money, and it just – Somehow everything just fell into place. But like you were like you were saying, Malcolm, I was very. I'm always an optimistic thinker, and I was ever since I heard the Twins are accelerating talks. I had gone from like five percent chance we signed them to like seventy way too quickly. Then I woke up this morning and it went back down to thirty because I I don't know. Um, and then you know uh, up to up to about 75 because it's a pending physical so um we should talk about the pending physical obviously there's been problems with the Mets and the Giants the physicals caused them to hold up but I think a few things make me more confident the Twins physical than those previous physicals one being the simple fact that the Twins are aware of these physical problems obviously you could say the Mets were aware that the Giants had a physical problem but they didn't realize they didn't know what the problem was that the Giants ran into and there was theorization at the time that the problem the Giants ran into was more that the front office agreed to a deal that ownership didn't like and the physical is their excuse to get out of it. And there was lots oh, of yeah. expectations. So at the time, the Mets weren't really aware what they were getting to. The Twins, there had been plenty of reporting about what the holdup was with the Mets and the Giants. So for one thing, they knew what they were getting into, and they built a contract around that. The concern for Correa with this plate in his ankle isn't, oh, no, he's going to fall apart next year and never play another baseball game. It's more of an issue of we know he'll be good for two years or three years. The reason the Mets were allowed from six six years, the problem is five to six, seven, eight years down the line. Is this going to cause him to break down quicker? Is it going to cause him to not be able to play as long or have the same longevity as some other players? And so Twins built a contract where he gets six years, which takes him until age 34, which for a baseball player, certainly a player of Korea's level, isn't that old. I was telling Max for the podcast, when we signed Josh Allen, years ago, a deal we were super hyped about, he was going to be 34 in the first year of that deal. Correa's going to be 34 in the last year of this, last guaranteed year of this deal. Beyond that, the Twins added incentives to get him to basically, over the next four years, he could earn up to the total that the Twins had offered him at the start of the offseason, which is $275 million over 10 years, which was our initial deal. If he's healthy and playing well, if he's healthy, getting up at bats, he automatically qualifies those next few years on the contract. Also, if he's playing well and the Twins want to keep him around, they have the team option to offer him those years Anyway, so the Twins basically gave himself the safety of if he does break down in four years, they don't have to keep him beyond six years. But there's also, if he's still playing well into his late 30s, which isn't out of this picture at all, you have him for the next 10 years until he's 38. Yeah. I think um, 
I think this is a great contract. I mean, I think because we offered him what? What did we offer him again? I, I forgot how many years it was. It was uh, ten for two seventy five was the initial deal we offered him early in the off season. Yeah, and I mean, you know, now you're seeing we're going six for two hundred, so we're dropping that that a ways. But it's still it's still a lot of money. It's over thirty three million dollars a year. I think for those six years, it averages out to be. But it's front loaded, and I think that is a bigger word than people may think. They're not. They're just looking at the six for two hundred. It could end up being ten for two seventy. But um, do you mind if I quick break down the contract really quick? Go ahead, and then I'll get back to that point about the physical. But go ahead. Good. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, including this, this is including the signing bonus. I'm pretty sure it's including the signing bonus. I. Okay. Well, just whatever. It's uh, 2023. He's going to get 36 million dollars, which is about we paid him last year. Yes. Exactly. And then 2024 and 2025 is the same. That's like his prime, which I really like. Um, I think if if Correa puts up these numbers, or and I think he could very well put up better numbers this year. Anyways, um, then that's going to be a good looking three years. And then it drops drastically in 2026 when it goes to 31 and a half million. Then 2027 is 30 and a half. Then 2028 is 30 million. So 30 million is the lowest it gets there. That's guaranteed six years. That's the 200 million right there. Eight million dollar signing bonus split split over this year over 2023 and 2024. That is what we pay him at least. Now there are vesting incentives. Is that what it's called? Vesting. Oh God, I think it's a vesting incentive. Anyway, yes, it is. Um, it's for four extra up to four extra years. So in 2029, if he had 575 or more plate appearances, or a team option, or or the Twins can team option for $25 million that year, then it's 550 plate appearances for the next next year. It's $20 million. In 2031, which is the ninth year, it's $15 million if he gets 525 plate appearances. And then it's $10 million a year. $10 million a year for 2032. So it's obviously a very front-loaded contract. There are more specifics with, like, something about, like, MVP, Silver Slugger, stuff like that. There are other incentives, but – that's saying that, like, if he is, like, 34 and he wins, I think, it, you know, it's, like, MVP or, like, gets top five in MVP, then we're going to – then there are those big incentives. Of course we're going to – I mean, of course we'd be fine giving him those incentives. It's $25 million a year for the, you know, seventh year of this contract. I think this is a fantastic contract. I mean, it's front-loaded just for the first six years, and then it drops drastically, which – it, I think the, the contract plays in very well with how, like, MLB, the MLB player value based on their age, just how that trend goes, you know? Like, with the way that players' value declines as they get older, I think we're doing a very good job of saying, this is about how much he'll be worth each year, so let's pay him this much. And it got the job done. Yeah. I mean, so to get back to my point before about um, why I think the creative will stand up to a physical – Obviously, there's no guarantees anything can happen. But there's a point about the contract. Like Max said, it's a very team-friendly contract. Realistically, when Carl's Gray is offered early this offseason $350 million to get him for $200 is just a completely different deal. There's also the fact that the Twins doctors are more familiar with Carl's Correa than any other doctors in baseball at this point. I mean, last year, they gave him a physical when they signed him a year ago. And then the trainers worked with him all year. And then at the end of the year, they do an exit physical with the team and they checked him out then and there were no concerns as far publicly voiced at, at any of those points and they clearly were still willing to make him a 275 million dollar offer after their exit physical and everything so i feel fairly confident the twins know what they're getting into and the physical will go over smoothly but there's still just that like max max at 70 percent. i'm at like 95 percent at this point there's still five percent my brain's telling me not to get too excited yet while the other 95% is watching Carl's Crea highlights and getting super duper excited about watching him and Byron Buxton together for the next six years. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely, um, definitely a little bit up there. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably close to like 90, 95 ish. I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I think there's no way we don't get this done. I, I would, I don't know what I would do. I don't even want to talk about what would happen if, if we didn't get this done. But, um, I, I don't know. I think this is just a masterclass from, from Cal Bean, you know? Uh, yeah. This is 
the Twins got – if you think about going back to to Buxton's contract too, um, the Twins got Correa and Buxton on two deals. I'm seeing this tweet here. It's That's a good one. Uh, two deals, and they're worth less than $50 million a year, like this year. Combined. When, combined, yeah, combined. And they're in their, like, prime time of their career. Like, healthy, both of them could put up – I mean, we're talking MVP if they're both If they're both healthy, they could put up double that. They could put up like 40, 45 million, 40 or $45 million of value each, which is just blowing that contract out of the water. Like, I think $50 million AAV is a safe bet on what they're going to do. Buxton can get injured. Um, he won't, though. Uh, Correa can, can have a pretty solid season. It's it's going to be worth it. And I'm really, really liking, I, I just can't believe we got it done. I was, I, I was amazed. And um, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah. It, I'm just looking back at the Aaron Gleeman tweet. It said, here we go. And then a dot, dot, dot. After That's it. what it was. Here we go. And I, I saw that and I was like, Oh yeah. You know, maybe he's just saying that, but I, I, I never know. And I, and I turned off my phone. I did. I'm not going to lie. And then I turned it right back on in about 30 seconds after getting uh after getting Malcolm's text. Man, the amount of times this winter I've gone back and forth between the Twins are going to sign Carlos Cray and the Twins aren't going to sign Carlos Cray is just frankly absurd, and it's taken way too much of a toll on my mental energy. And now they signed him, and it makes it all so much worth it, Max. And it's not just me and not just you saying this and not just Twins writers saying this. Twins players, I saw a number of them posting on social media pictures with Carlos Cray Byron Buxton got hyped up, was posting about it. Like, everyone's excited to have Carlos Correa back. There's an energy that, like, I feel like this offseason has been really dejecting for me. After Carlos Correa signed with the Giants and then the Mets, and they missed out on all the top free agent targets. And I felt like there weren't many great trade offers out there, and it just looked like they weren't going to get it done. This team that had a disappointing season last year, where injuries have had them fall short of their potential. I felt like it was like, man, they're giving up on the score. They're going to rebuild, not rebuild, but retool and take a down year. And this one move has put a whole new level of energy into this Twins fan base. For everyone, it seems like it's just, they're trying now. It's like that one piece makes such a big difference in not only like how the team looks, but just how much people care to see the team is willing to commit. Like this is a, off-season, and really franchise trajectory-changing move, potentially. Which is kind of crazy to think, because this, I mean, this just happened today. This is, I remember with Donaldson's, it was it was a little bit different, because we were signing a guy who was 34, and like Malcolm said, Correa's contract is up at that age. Correa's contract, um, with if the six years, you know, if it's just the six years, and he's not, you know, quite as productive as we may hope. The thing is, if this all goes well, he will not be playing six years. He'll be getting all ten, which is so. It's just so nice. If it doesn't go well, we can limit to, limit him to six. If it goes well, we can limit him seven, eight, nine, ten. And it's our choice. It's not Correa's option. It's not anymore. our personal choice. Sadly, we would love Correa. it if the vesting option was that Max and I got to choose the Twins brought Carlos Correa back. That would be pretty yeah. cool. That'd be an interesting vesting option to put in sometime. Be like. If Max and Malcolm decide they want Carlos Cray back, Carlos Cray will come back. We should see if they can, like, before the deal's finalized, tack that on. It's like the 11th year deal. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> declines it and goes to another team. That would be really rough. Yeah. Um, I, I just love the mentality of everybody else, too. I mean, Royce Lewis, I haven't heard about what he said, but I'm sure he's he's. Pumped. I heard he Brooks Lee excited. was really excited to work with Carlos Cray in spring training. And that's like just work him over the offseason, train with him. And that's like what you want to hear. And that's what you want from these big signings is not just a great ball player, but a guy that's going to work with the younger guys and train them. I remember Josh Donaldson, obviously, his tenure with the Twins was rocky, but I remember seeing a thing. This was COVID 2020 year. And there was like, he was in the, when they went back to Target Field, I saw him like sitting behind the net talking with Mitch Garver about hitting after everyone else had gone home for the night. And like, who was the player that there was like, it was Nelson Cruz you would always see, like, working with younger players and stuff. And the, it was just those little things. Oh, it was Josh Johnson, too, at spring training that year before we shut down. There was a video of him in the batting cage, and there was, like, a young Alex Kirloff and, like, a bunch of guys just sitting around, like, watching him. And he was, like, 
showing stuff with his swing and they were like sitting around taking notes and like learning from him. And that's what you want. Those guys, these guys are going to be leaders and help younger guys in the organization develop as players. And that's a big thing. And I feel like Carl's Gray did a really good job of that this year. And I'm excited to see him keep doing it. I, I, I got so emotional today because I saw um, there, there were tweets going out where it was like, um, it wasn't even like this hype thing. It was, it was more like, you saw Correa, it was like Correa and Buxton hugging in the locker room and after like a homer. And then it was Miranda and Correa like hugging. And it was, it was this really like emotional. I was like, dude, these guys, and you think back to the small things. Remember when they had the Jersey reveal and yeah. all the guys were FaceTiming Carlos Correa? That just shows that, that you can't say the team told them to do that to make it seem like, you know, they liked them or whatever. You can't, I mean, they were, FaceTime this guy because they, face him friends friend. him. they were teammates him. they respect him so much they they FaceTimed him during a, a jersey reveal on which nobody knew honestly most people doubted that he'd be on that team so it just shows you the the respect and the friendships that he's made in just that one year I mean Max talking about the core of this team now the next six years the guys you have locked up under contract are Correa and Buxton you also have a young Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnick, Jose Miranda. You've got a really solid core to build around. But for me, it really does center on those top two guys. And obviously, they're both injury risks. Trey has been much more healthy. The last three years, he's missed very little time. Uh, Buxton has continued to miss a lot of time. But Trey has a history of back injuries and obviously has the worry with his ankle. And there's concerns health-wise about both of them. But when they're on the field, I think there's maybe two or three there's maybe three or four duos in baseball that would take over them as far as pure talent. You obviously go Trout and Otani is the best duo. And then you look, maybe the Astros where Correa came from, you'll maybe take whatever combo you want. They've got five or six guys that are just elite level talented. Or you look at the Dodgers with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, but you get beyond that and there really aren't that many duos I would take over the Twins two guys as far as pure talent goes. They're all their worldly talented can make plays that, no one else in the world can make at their respective positions. And also just stand-up guys, community leaders. I really, like, as a Twins fan, I'm sad I'm going to be leaving Twins territory the next few years. Obviously, I'll still follow the Twins route for them. But this is a really exciting time to be a Twins fan. Yeah, you, you kind of did make me a little bit sad there now. I, I forgot that I'm going to be off at college in another state, um, kind of rooting, rooting for that, like, the college, you know, that I go to. But I'm never going to take on that. Like, let's, you know, say I go to um, – I'll never root for the Yankees, but that's not the point. I'm saying, like, if I go to even Baltimore or, like, um, I don't know, San Diego, I'm not going to become a Padres or an Orioles fan. I'm going to – maybe a little bit, but I'll I'll go to some games, whatever, but I'll stay that Twins fan. I just feel like that's never going to leave me. And No, it can't it at can't. this point. The thing is, we we don't we don't get this enough. We don't get this ever. The the Mets get you know they they sign Lindor. They've got all these big contracts. They're Verlander racking in. They didn't. Yeah, Verlander, they didn't need this. I mean, they wanted it bad. I understand. I'm not saying pray for your Mets fans out there. Whatever. I don't care. A small market team like the Mets apparently just lost the Twins, but. Um, a team like that, I mean, that happens all the time to them. They're phased, but they were like – with the Twins, it's like losing out on him was expected because nothing good ever happens. But winning on him, winning that, getting Carlos Correa, it just doesn't happen. You know, biggest contract in Twins history or whatever, it's – I mean, it just – it doesn't feel real. Teams, yeah, that was really small market teams like the Twins don't make deals like this. We beat out the Mets and the Giants. New York and San Francisco are two of the biggest cities in the country and two of the biggest baseball markets and two of the historic franchises in baseball. And the Twins, in the end, were willing to put more money into Carl's Cray than either of those teams were. And I think that says a lot about their willingness to commit to him and just their commitment to winning. The Twins, by making this move, are ensuring that this isn't going to be rebuilt. You're in win-now mode. And they'd already made some trades indicating that. They traded for Kyle Farmer, traded away. Prospect for him. But it's going out and getting across credit. says, we are going to win. The, we want to win the AL Central this year. They were projected to lose the AL Central to Cleveland at a close race. This puts them as a projected first in the division. 
and there's still some work that could be done to take this team to another level. But making this move says we're serious about competing. We'll get to the trade deadline. You're not going to be like, oh, we're going to solve pieces. We're not in a great place. You're going to be like, we signed Carlos Correa. We have to go for it right now. This is our moment to go for it. And that is so huge for the morale as a Twins fan and also for just what this team's going to be the next few years. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. With the Twins, we've made, um, you know, some some trades in the past where we're, we'll pick up a prospect or two, you know, um, because we want to build for the future. But I think this Correa move solidifies the fact that we're trading for major league talent. I mean, I'm not saying without him we would have traded Max Kepler or Luis Reyes for like a draft pick or whatever, or not a draft pick, like a – you know, a, for, a former first rounder who we're hoping to work out, but um, it's just solidifying that. I mean, we need to switch and make sure we are a hundred percent in this trading for major league talent. If we want to trade, I just, I've seen multiple reports tonight. I can't confirm or deny anything, but um, relatively recently, even that the twins have at least monitored and looked into the market for Mar- the Marlins starting pitcher, Pablo Lopez as early as, you know, a couple hours ago after we signed Correa, or, you know, physical pending, you know, pending physical, whatever. Um, but even after that, it shows that we're not, we're not stopping. And um, I know the Marlins just signed Johnny Cueto. I've looked at a lot of their guys. I was wondering how much we would have to get, give up to get a guy like Edward, Edward Cabrera. But I, I don't know if that's what the twins are really looking for. Um, also, you know, again, Pablo Lopez, but there are other guys out there. We talked about Zach Gallon a lot. I don't think that's going to happen because we'd have to give up so much, and then we just haven't looked into it. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate what the Twins have in their starting rotation right now. I, I could see us starting the year with this rotation, and that's a good rotation. It's just, it's. I feel like that's it's what we need to address, but it's not like some. I don't know. I mean, we have. Mally, who should live up to more a little bit more of the p- potential we thought he would. Maeda's back, Ober, Ryan, Sonny Gray. We've got Simeon Woods Richardson. We've got Varland. We've got other Chris guys. Chris Paddock coming back in midseason. Chris Paddock coming back. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Griffin Jacks. Who, oh, no, he's a reliever. What am I He's a reliever. About? He's a good-ass reliever, though. Um, really good reliever. He showed up. But the um, point is, we've got that depth somewhat. I don't know. I mean, it it never hurts. And I think that the Twins should go for it. But I don't want to trade any big guys like Arise. Or, um, I'd be very sad if we trade Arise. I don't think trading Arise is the right move. But I think we need to begin to prepare ourselves for the potential of Arise trade because the surplus of infielders Twins now have with Correa. And while that's sad, um, and I struggle with that every day, it may end up becoming a reality. So we just need to Think about that as a possibility. I think a max temperature is very likely at this point. But again, we don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, one last question I want to touch on. Today's a day for celebration, but I do want to think about if it wasn't going to be Correa, the shortstop future was going to be Royce Lewis. Obviously, Lewis is out till July with the ACL, maybe longer. Though I did hear some reports that he thinks he could potentially play as early as opening day. The problem would be he doesn't want to rush back because this is already his second knee injury. He doesn't want to overdo it but he could be back potentially earlier than we thought he would he's hoping for it but he's also approaching it cautiously they're gonna be careful but whatever happens with his return when he returns what do you think the future is for us to listen twins organization with carl's crane now locked up i can't say because i i don't really know i i've also heard i also heard that same report that he thought he could be ready for opening day i think the correa signing pretty much makes makes puts that out of the question yeah we are going to we were i'm not saying we were going to rush to bring bring him back with kyle farmer at shortstop but we were going to rush a little bit to bring him back like yeah. we were going to make sure he was ready but we were also going to say like yeah let's probably have a real shortstop out there no shot at kyle farmer i didn't mean like that but um royce lewis is a generational talent and um we've obviously seen he can be a difference maker and so i don't really know i've heard like royce lewis can he play the outfield? Some people were saying left field, but there's just – that seems so odd. I mean, you've got, like, 
Nick Gordon, Joey Gallo, Max Kepler, Trevor Larnick. You've got uh, Alex Kirloff who can play there. There's so many other options. And if you if you want to have like Kirloff and left or whatever, you can have Miranda at first. And like we've got the thing is, like you said, we have this surplus of infielders because as it is, it's say it's Miranda at third, Correa at short, Polanco at second, Arise at first. Uh, say DH like Kirilov, that's full right there. You've got Nick Gordon, a guy who can easily play the infield. Um, Kyle Farmer. Kyle Farmer is a – yeah, he, he'll be that good utility guy. But then Royce Lewis comes back, and you can't just say – you can't just let him rot out. We saw what he did in the major leagues last year. So you gotta you got to give him playing time. You gotta, I think you got to start him um, once he's back, maybe work his way into it, but still start him. I just don't know where that's at and with – Correa being inked to this long contract, I see Lewis as more of a third baseman with um, maybe Miranda moving to first or, or DH. I think the thing is we kind of have three first basemen if you want because we've, yeah. got, we've got Miranda, Arise, and Kirloff. And so I feel like one of those guys is bound to go at some point. I'm one not sorry about gonna... trade Luis Arise there. We don't want to trade Luis Arise. Obviously, Luis Rice is absurdly talented and also super fun to watch. One of the like most energetic guys on the team and in the league, realistically. But you have two guys who are younger than Luis Rice with more use of control. And honestly, I think the Twins organization views both Kirloff and Miranda as higher upside bat than Luis Rice at their maximum potential. Um, Luis Rice is limited by his lack of power. I think they see Kirloff and Miranda as potential um, elite all-star level bats on another level from Luis Arise. And so I think that's the worry is Arise the odd man out in that potential three first baseman there. I think Lewis for this year will play. We'll move around a little bit. We'll play a lot of left field, some second base, some third base when he's back. And I think he'll also spend a decent amount of time at shortstop and AAA. I think if Correa were to suffer any sort of a long-term injury, you would plug in Lewis at shortstop there. So they don't want to completely take shortstop out of his repertoire. The other thing is there's Brooks Lee, who's another one of the top trends prospects who's currently a shortstop. But I've heard a lot of people saying he profiles best as a third baseman long-term. So I'm thinking that there's a very good chance that they begin to at least ease him into some third base time this spring. And he was someone who was just drafted last year, but made up to double A by the end of the season and could potentially hit the majors by the end of this year or early in 2024. And, would also be another potential impact player. So I'm super thrilled about the Kraya signing, but it almost gives the Twins a surplus of talent at some of these key positions, which is a great thing to have. As we've seen with the twi- injuries turning the Twins out last year, too much talent will not hurt this team. It will only make them stronger. I think that's something to add is that this is a good problem to have. We're kind of mentioning this snag of, of a lot of traffic, but if the Twins have 10 very good players um, throughout this season, then that's a good problem to have. But I don't see that happening is the thing is I see big, I see injuries happening. It, it Injuries happen. Last year we were like, well, if nobody gets injured, then I mean, look at this year. It, so many guys got injured. Um, I think we don't have as many injuries this year, but I mean, injuries just happen. Even a star play, Buxton's going to, you know, Buxton could very well get injured this year. Even guys like Correa, Miranda, Arise, Arise has a knee issue. Kirilov could get injured again with that wrist thing. Everybody's had these injuries. Everybody could get these injuries. It just happens. Um, the thing is, I don't really want to talk about that right now. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be like that. It's just right now, I want to be happy. But you do. I think people should note that there is a, a little bit of a snag there where we need to make sure we have our lineup figured out and I think everybody should have a role I don't think it should just be like yeah this guy can bounce around I think everybody should have a role um and their role can be more than one position or can be a utility guy who fills in at different positions but I think everybody should have this role um because I think we're a very talented team I don't really understand we've got to a good starting rotation and we're looking to add more. We've got a really good amount of bats, like a very good amount of bats. And we're looking to sign more guys like McCutcheon and Pollock have showed up on our, on our radar very much. And um, our relief core, we've got a good, a good relief staff. I think I'd like to see us sign 
resigned like Michael Fulmer or look for another guy. But overall, those three top, you know, the three three main categories. I mean, we're looking real good. I I do like this team for next year. Yeah. I mean, I remember a few years ago, Max, coming off of the 2019 season when everything went right for the Twins, they were going in 2020 with 10 players, I believe, it was projected to be above average hitters over the course of a full season, which was, I believe, a record at the time. Their team was like, their offensive depth was something that was lauded. We said they didn't have like a true superstar necessarily, but they had so many talented players. Well, now I feel like we have a true superstar. We went out, Max, we signed Carlos Correa. Like, I've been optimistic this whole time. But let's be honest, like back in September and October, we were optimistic. But realistically, national media did not have Carlos Gray of the Twins. It was very, very unlikely we'd end up with him. And you go back just 12 months from now and told me that the Twins were signing Carlos Correa to a six-year, $200 million deal? That is wild. So the fact that, that happened is something, like you said, we should just be celebrating that right now. That is amazing. But also... This Twins team is looking at now you have a superstar, and maybe two, because Bucks has really come into his own since that point. But I also feel like you have that depth you had in 2019 and 2020 of just so many bats I trust to just, even if they're not like the most elite hitters ever, Miranda's going to be an above-average hitter. I feel very confident saying that. Jorge Blanco is going to be an above-average hitter. I feel very confident saying that. Luis Arise, if he's on the Twins, is going to be an above-average hitter. I feel very confident saying that. It's just... You have so many guys I trust to just be good, solid hitters. And that goes into the minor leagues, into our depth. And I feel like the fact that you have the star players and the depth makes this a Twins offense that is all around the best I've seen in a while. Yeah, I don't I don't really uh it's kind of hard to fathom, and I feel like I'm at a loss for words. Not very good for a podcast, but I, I don't really know what else to say. I think we can all just be at a loss of words together here. I, I do think it's interesting, though. Um, the Giants, I understand. So I'm, I'm just going to bring up, like, the, the Giants and the Mets situations. The Giants made this massive, massive deal of um, signing them to this, you know, massive deal. that blew the Twins out of the water. We didn't have a chance. Whatever. Then they had this issue with his, you know, with his leg. I think it's his lower, like, right leg or something. Um, but they had this big issue, which is, which is fine. I didn't really see him impacting the Giants on a shorter-term contract, even like the one that Twins signed. If he doesn't live up to that potentially place for six years, the Giants aren't really looking that good for, for a few years to come. I could be wrong, um, but, you know, they had this really – interesting year in 2021 where all these older guys came back and had career years and you know they I thought they could win the World Series there was a chance they did and then last year they were just mid and I could see them even being I could see them definitely being worse this year um but I didn't see Correa fitting great with that team um even with Brandon Crawford um willing to be pushed but then the Mets I was I was just I'm very surprised that that deal didn't go didn't go through I People knew about it on the physical. That's probably the first thing that shows up is the guy he has this history of this. People knew about it, um, and they were not willing to sign a long-term contract because of that. But I heard that Cray was in Minnesota last night and the night before he signed the contract, and he got the offer from the Twins, and it was set in stone. He just he did ask the Mets like if they can beat that offer not match it but beat it and they didn't even come close and i'm i am surprised i will admit a guy like steve cohen i thought he would be able to match that i guess um maybe the mets are just a small market team now but um i i was really surprised that the mets didn't match it because i i i think correa would have made them a lot better they'll be fine they will be they'll be good but um man i'm really surprised that the uh that the mets didn't make that work yeah, I mean, it's shocking, but it's awesome, man. And there's so much time this offseason. Still a few months left. Really, we're, we're just over a month out from pitches and catches reporting spring training, Max, which kind of blew my mind when I realized that the other day. Like, they usually report on Valentine's Day, which is like 35 days away. We're about 35 days from pitches and catches reporting spring training. But there's still 
over two months until the season starts and plenty of time for the Twins to make more moves, but for us to sort out what's going to happen, for them to make some trades, for them to make signings, bring back Michael Fulmer, bring in Nelson Cruz, because why not? I don't understand what the downside of bringing Nelson Cruz back could be. Anyways, I just, there's lots of time for us to sort out everything that happened. But like you said before, for now, let's just be happy. Let's get this physical cleared, cross our fingers, pray, um, beg, plead, whatever you have to do, whatever you feel right doing. Get this physical pass and start getting excited about the, this Twins team because there's an excitement that hasn't been here for a while. And before we go, I do want to go back. We talked about Joey Gallo a bit at the beginning, but I do feel like in seriousness we should talk about it. The Twins did sign Joey Gallo. We weren't kidding about that. It's an interesting signing. Um, it's going to play um, left and or right field, um, solid defensively. He's a very similar player to Max Kepler, realistically. Strikes out a lot. He had a down year last year, but still – Still a positive war player, um, despite the fact that he couldn't hit the baseball at all for a while. It's not necessarily the best signing, but it gives them more flexibility if they want to trade Max Kepler to fill in those roles, another veteran player, good defensively. Any thoughts on that beyond that, Max? Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the signing. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think it makes Kepler – I think this has gotten swept under the rug, but I think Kepler's gone. Um, because of that signing, kind of shows you what the twin twins are looking for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the I like the contract. I think there's no way he has as bad of a season as last year, but I don't think he has some crazy comeback season. I think he'll be I think he'll be worth the contract. But again, I just don't see him dropping off like he did last year because I think he's too good of a hitter. We saw what he did. We see what he we've seen what he can what he can do. I mean, last year he was how many. Homers did he have? I think it was like, like seven or like. Nine Last year was nineteen homers. Year before that, twenty twenty one, he hit thirty eight home runs, led all of baseball in strikeouts, but also led the American League in walks. Yeah, uh, batted under two hundred, batted under two hundred, but was twenty percent above league average as a hitter. He's just a unique hitter. He strikes out a lot. He doesn't hit for high average, but he walks a lot and has incredible power, making him able to bat under 200 and be an above-average hitter, which is something very few players are capable of doing. And he was also tra- – I remember he was traded to the uh, – he was traded to the Yankees, like, halfway yes. through the 2021 season. He dropped off during that. So he could have – I mean, I'm not saying that was the reason he dropped off, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where um, you wonder what he would have done if he if he wouldn't have gone to the Yankees. Yeah. But anyways, um, I – yeah, I overall – just a good, good day to be a Twins fan. I, oh god, we did it. There's more work to be done, but the Twins saved the offseason with this signing. We were looking I, a week ago and saying this is a D offseason, a C minus or a D offseason. And with this signing, this is an A offseason for me. A minus maybe. There's still a couple moves you got to make, but they filled their hole at catcher. They got an elite talent. They filled their hole at shortstop, and the same move. Both those things, the lead talent and filled the whole short stuff. And they went out and got another bat play outfield, which is good to have. Can't hurt. I feel like at this point, this is an AMIS offseason. And just bringing back Fulmer, make a trade of starting pitcher, something along those lines, just bringing one more arm. And you're looking at, to me, an A offseason, one of the best offseasons in all of baseball. The best in, for the Twins, at least in the time I've been following the team closely. They haven't had this level of, like, good moves, filling all their holes that I can remember, really. Yeah, I that's – that's a good point. I think – and I was actually just – that was what I was going to ask you about, too, is uh, is how you changed your grade, what it was versus what it is now. Um, I think we – you know, you got to remember we signed Christian Vasquez, too. Um, I'm really excited for what Christian Vasquez can do. I, I'm really excited for what Joey Gallo could do. Um, but I mean, Christian Vasquez doesn't have that offensive pressure because he's also got a guy like Ryan Jeffers behind him. I think we signed a minor league, uh, catcher too, as like a kind of a third string veteran backup. He's like 30 or whatever. He's kind of like the, um, Sandy Leon, Alex Avila, Jose Godoy. I think guys like that are perfect examples. Um, I don't even know his name though. So I, I'm sorry about that, but, um, yeah, we've got two catchers. We've got an influx of infielders. I think we're looking to, Maybe trade a guy like Kepler, get an outfielder, get pitching. 
offseason is not over for the Twins. Um, but we pulled the bunny out of the hat on this one. The not we, but you know they, the front office. I feel like just going off that they deserve a lot of credit. Derek Felvey, Thad Levine, and really the entire Twins front office. We say those two names because they're the faces of the front office. But realistically, there's so many people doing work behind the scenes, putting in extra hours to make this happen, figure out how it's going to work. Medical personnel, medical experts, team experts, data analysts, everyone, marketing analysts, looking at this deal, figuring out how it's going to work. And they deserve a lot of credit because when things go poorly, people complain. I've seen lots of people complain about this Twins front office. I've seen people saying they should go. They should be fired. Um, but for me, like, we need to give them a lot of credit for pulling this out. And maybe they got lucky for him to come back around. But they stuck hard to their line. They wouldn't go over their 275 they're offering. And yet, they ended up winning. And they got Carlos Correa. And we should certainly commend them for that. I am, I am very – I think this front office doesn't get enough credit. Um but they, they do good work, and they just somehow make it happen when we least expect it. I was, I was expecting – I actually – I told Malcolm I was going to do this, and Malcolm, I'm not kidding. I set an alarm for 2 and 3 in the morning, and I woke up at the really? two, 2 o'clock one, and I turned off my alarm. And so I found out about the Johnny Cueto um, <laughs> signing. You were really hyped when you saw a Jeff Passan tweet, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like – because I got the notification. It was Jeff Passan. I was like, dude, it was so worth it. And then it was Johnny Cueto to the – to the Marlins, I was like, oh, good for them. And I forgot about it this morning, so I had to review. But, um, yeah, I think this is one of those episodes where I'm going to forget everything I'm saying as I'm saying it, but I don't really care. I feel like I don't have that excitement that I had because I don't really know that when we signed Josh Donaldson because I don't really know how to feel anything after this. Like, it's a numbing kind of experience, and I haven't. I don't think it's sunk in. Once I see him on opening day, then it'll sink in a little bit more. But um, think of that. Think of that. We're going to see him on opening day. I mean, he's going to be a lot. Well, he's going to be a lot, of course. But he's going to be in a Twins uniform on opening day. I just, if you would have told me that three weeks ago, I would have called you crazy. Yeah, I mean, I have gone back and forth. I tend to be an optimistic person, but even this broke my spirit sometimes. But I, I don't know. I actually am happy, Max. I'm genuinely very, very happy excited thrilled slightly nervous um lots going through my head but we let this team affect our emotions greatly and that can be negative like when the Giants side Carlos Correa and it kind of ruined my mood because I was like dang we missed out on a guy we really had a chance to get a game-changing player but now when we signed him it's twice as much the other way twice as much happy as I was sad before just thrilled excited um I get to watch a player that he's on a Hall of Fame track right now, Max. And if these next six years go well, he might go in the Hall of Fame with Twins cap on. And just to get to watch that guy play, um, we should be excited about that. You can feel free to feel excited, Max. Maybe wait till physical's done, but make sure you enjoy it a little bit. No, I, I believe me, I am. I, I had a smile taped on my face, and I don't have a lot of um, baseball enthusiastic friends at school, just a couple. And yeah. We were all, you know, invested in our little thing, but I didn't really get to let it out until I got home. And I, 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 I was pretty sad. I, I just kind of like walked around. I, it was weird. Like I, I was just kind of pacing around the house for. It was surreal. 15, 20 minutes. And I, I didn't really know what to, cause I just didn't know what to do with myself. I, I was like, who do I call? Who do I, what do I, do I call Correa? I mean, what do I do? Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was it's, it's a very productive time when, and stuff like that happens but I mean just I'm so relieved I don't want to say it's over because it's not but I'm just I am relieved I'm gonna be honest I I mean I I don't see it not happening I just don't I I've heard so many reports from like big guys John Heyman Ken Rosenthal Dan Hayes Aaron Gleeman all those guys that the hard part quote-unquote of the um uh the twins physical with Correa is over the ankle stuff is done and our doctors know more than anybody. We know what this is. This can do, and it's a it's a risk. It's a risk. I'm not. Of course, any big contract is a risk, especially with the guy who just did not sign with two um, two other teams on on mega contracts. But 
Um, overall, I mean, I can ve- I would be very surprised. I mean, of course, I would be against the Twins, but even if it was a different team, I'd be very surprised if it if this didn't go through. So, um, I I don't mean to get too comfortable, but I you can you can kind of lock this down. You can relax a little bit, take a step back. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I will um, because I know that we have Carlos Correa. I think usually I said two a.m. alarms max because usually Twins news comes in bunches, so I'm expecting a big trade tonight. So you should probably wake up in the middle of the night. I'm not going to, but you, I think you should. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it done. All right. Anyways, yeah, this is surreal, man. Like, I know there's obviously arguments we had, and there's reasons these deals fell to them, and it was the same player, but there's a very good argument we made. The last two off-seasons, the Twins have signed the best player available. I genuinely believe that's true, and that is a remarkable thing to say. I'm so excited. I love this it's, Twins team, man. I I, we, you, you get it. I think everybody out there listening gets it. It's, it's just an exciting time. It's, it's a good time to be the Twins, not only because of what happened, but because of who it happened to. This small market team just beat out that. This is the story. This will be in a documentary. This has been one of the craziest sagas. We're going to win the World Series. We're going to look back on this day and remember it. Yeah. And how this is one of the key moments leading to that World Series title. Imagine imagine we beat the Mets in the World Series. And Carlos, and Carlos Perry wins World, World Series MVP. Yeah. <laughs> how? Oh, my God. I would. I think I, I have I to predict that now. I nation if I were a Mets fan. Yeah, I, I've got the – I've got I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet some money on Twins that. in seven. Yeah, Twins in seven. Twins in seven. All right. Well, it's late, um, but we had to get this podcast recorded. I will try to get this out as quick as possible, so so hopefully you're hearing this soon after the news broke. We will try to come back to another podcast, maybe next week, later this week, this weekend, somewhere in there, come back to another podcast. Once the physical's finalized, deal's announced, talk about some more reactions once we've thought about it more, figured out more. If there's any trades, we'll get back to you on those. Any closing thoughts for this episode, Max? No, this is probably the one time I haven't said, like, go Twins. Or, no, 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 I just don't have anything to say. I... He's been lost for words. So am I. But I'll leave you with this. This has a chance to be a truly special twin season. So if you're not already invested, I'd recommend getting on board. Listen to Bob Breakdown. We'll keep you posted as the season goes along, as the offseason goes along, as we get into spring training. We're getting excited for baseball. Highly recommend you do, too. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Bomba underscore Breakdown. That's B-O-M-B-A underscore B-R-E-A-K-D-O-W-N. Thanks for listening to Bomba Breakdown.